The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Mr. Jim Mother F. Clark. Oh, that's my cue. Okay, yeah. Hi, hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, Chris. With the new haircut. Yeah. Feeling like a fresh new man. It was about time, dude. My hair was getting pretty goddamn long. It was getting long. Fresh. It's just getting it feel, in my it, face when, when and you get, in the way. When and... you get a haircut, it does feel like almost like a new something. Something's different. In yeah, the, there's like right? a slight refreshness to it. Is that how yeah. you felt when you like left the where you got your hair done? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. All right, dude, let's get into this. Yes. Um, this is Out of the Shadows. Oh, it is? This is a podcast in which we talk about 80s horror movies, yes. specifically the movies that are covered in the documentary In Search of Darkness. Did you see Part that? One. Did you see, hang on, before we get into this, did you see, going back to what we talked about in the show previously, Maniac, did you see the Marvel poster that someone made that I, or did I not send that to no. you? Oh, damn it, dude. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was Vito standing there, uh, or Zito standing there, and he's looking like straight on. And it says Marvel at the top, and it says New York City needs a hero. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Yes, dude. Oh, oh, I don't know what happened it. to it. Find yeah, it I'll find it. I'll find it. But anyway, we're not covering 80s horror movies this month. Well, yes, we're not. This month, we are delving into our side project, right? Or, or the, the side... The interlude. The interlude, yes. Um, if you've not seen In Search of Darkness, it's an amazing documentary. Mm-hmm. Super in-depth, four and a half hours of 80s horror goodness. Mm-hmm. Covers part each two. year. Yep. Three's coming out this fall, I think. Uh, and this podcast, if you're new, is about is definitely not us uh, talking about like how we're going to make this show better with bullet no. points oh, and reminders. Never. This show no, is about not 80s horror podcasts. I would never. 80s horror movies. And um, we follow we follow the movies that they talk about in the first part of In Search of Darkness. Yes. We just finished 1985. Mm-hmm. We're going to be getting into 1986. But the interim, we're covering the brilliance and mind of horror that Jordan Peele has. Relatively recently. We started with sketches from Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we talked about his first directorial debut and written, right? He wrote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Out. Yep. Which, and he if you've not listened to it, go back and listen to it. But I'll tell you right now, spoiler alert, we both love the fuck out of it. And now we're jumping into his second offering. And this is the thing. Like, when you have somebody that knocks it out of the park the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the most, per- I mean, the person that comes to mind most recently in this kind of genre is m night Shyamalan, right like this idea that yes well that's not true because we have we've had other people put out films their first time blow people away and when the second time like ari aster right like okay what's coming next yeah but he hit the same level on the second movie though you know what I but nobody knows right you don't know that yet and and the thing is it's coming out yes right and so with jordan peele get out comes out 
And every we talked about this before. Like everybody's like, oh wow, Jordan Peele's doing horror, and Why then it and then it became comedy, this yeah. thing of like, holy shit, this dude knows horror, mm-hmm. right? This is somebody to watch, and so now there's all this added pressure. There's this thing that looms over him as he's writing his next th- his next, next film, movie, yeah. as he's developing this idea, this thing that he wants to express on film and say, this is going to be my next offering to the masses. And everybody's on edge to see, can you deliver? Mm-hmm. Then this mother comes, comes out with motherfucking us. That's a classic right there. What does I got five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. There you go. There you go. Creep on in on it. Can't believe how big they've got. You hear Gabe got a boat? He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh yeah. Where's Jason? Jason? Jason! Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. And we kill them. Second movie, two words, or two letters, us. Dude. So, first, the way, the right way off we the always... bat, dude, right off the bat, when this movie was coming out, watching the trailers, the music alone was like, because I got to tra- see this just because of the fucking music. Dude. So the trailer features a, a song from the 90s, the Loonies, Loonies, well, it, 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 L-U-N-I-Z. It, it has an altered version of it. Yes. I got five on it. Yes. This kind of slowed down. Well, first it starts normal, right? Mm-hmm. And you and they show the scene, and we'll get to it when we when we go through the movie. But there's the scene where they're driving and yes. they're listening to it on the radio, mm-hmm. and it's comedic too because uh, it's a family, father, mother, son, daughter, very invoking of um, "Are we there yet?" Son goes, 
what is this about? And daughter goes, it's about drugs. Dad, it's not about drugs, but don't do drugs. It's a dope song, though. Like, right away, it's you could see, oh, there's funny comedic yeah. shit in this. And then all of a sudden, in the trailer, the music stops and starts to slow down and shows you all these weird things that happen, right? And so, yes, we already know there's something coming with this movie. It's, yes. It looks good. Immediately, oh. you're like, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, right, right then and there, I'm thinking... This is going to be interesting because it, he may have just <laughs> bowled another strike, dude. Did you, you see know? it in theaters or after? Ooh, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. I saw it after. Did you? Okay. I saw it immediately when it was available for streaming. Because this came out, what What year was this? 2018? Maybe. 2019? Oh, I have, it, I, I have it right here, dude. Uh, 2019. So I was back in New York. Yeah, I must. I had to have seen this one in theaters. Like we always do. You step out of the theaters. Mm-hmm. What's your very first impression when you see this movie? God damn. Same. Not only did this guy knock it out of the park, not only yep. was this a phenomenally made film, but yep. the messaging and the, the, the themes in this movie are spot on for what I feel like people need to evaluate and look at more. Okay. Um, so solid theme. And uh, there was something else I was going to say, and now I forgot it. But yes, I uh, oh oh, because this was also around the time that I was seeing these films by people like like Ari Aster, uh, okay. Robert Eagers. Yep. Um, and I'm thinking, wow, this is fucking awesome. Because this is way before we were doing the show. I think maybe yeah. we had tossed the idea around. Um, so I wasn't in the same mindset. Bro, no way. Two years ago, we were not tossing this around. We just started last year. Yeah, this is this like this is before mm. this show is even yeah, a, a, concept, 2019. a okay, concept yeah. in our minds. So I I didn't have the same lens and I wasn't thinking about things the way I think about things now, right? Yeah. Um but I had been seeing these new directors coming out, their directorial debuts, their follow ups, and it's like, holy shit, dude, it's this new wave of new thinking and horror, this yes. elevated horror, this they're giving me fucking horror, but differently, dude. But not even just different. You know? New. Yes. This is stuff like you don't go in the, like we have not really hit these kinds of things. Like there are there's things that borrow. There's things that kind of lend to it and you can see all of these different influences, but these movies that you're talking about, Ari Aster's and the Jordan Peele's and all these you watch these movies and the reason they hit is because they take what we used to accept and understand and know and said, "What if we break it a little bit?" What if we change it and throw this out your way mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with what you're familiar with, but get ready, we're going to disturb the fuck out of you. We're going to make you feel uncomfortable. We're going to make you understand so... that horror is not just a jump scare. Horror is not just gore. Horror is not just a slasher. Horror can be you going on... Well, horror can open up with you watching your or knowing about your sister's suicide, going on a trip with your friends to a different country, involving yourself where well, you're, you're going there to lose yourself. Not and only then your you sister's suicide, to, but your 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 parents being murdered too by your sister. And then you start to witness the bizarre, the yes. fucking the occult. So, you know? <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, check out Midsummer. Oh, but, we're gonna have to do that on this movie at some. But point, my point, well, we're gonna cover his movies too. But my point is, is when this generation, this kind of grouping of 
new writers, directors, yes. horror yes. people, right? And the, the the term we use is elevated horror, but it's this kind of idea that there's this grouping of movies that it's not this other style of storytelling that kind of, I don't want to say it's cheap because it, it goes for what's obvious and how to hit but it. Now, now they hit things that goes like subconscious. There's things that make you fucking sit up at night or wake up the next day and it's still on your mind, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't watch Nightmare on Elm Street and the next day keep thinking about the themes in that fucking movie. But I'll watch something like Us, Get Out, Midsummer, Antichrist, all of these movies, right? And you'll start like the next day, three days later, it keeps coming back to your brain. And you're and it's it's almost like this 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 worm, right, that just will not leave. And it makes you want to perseverate and figure it out. And um, that's the beauty behind this new kind of generation of horror. So I'm going to kind of challenge that for a second. Because Ooh. now that I'm sitting here thinking about things, this thing that you and I like to call elevated horror with these groups of people, right? Um, these directors we've been seeing lately, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, um, and all them. Is that maybe something that's new to us in America? Because if you think about it, the way these people talk about the Italian horror movies from the 80s uh, and European horror movies, I feel like we in America are just starting to get our birth of that. You know what I mean? We're starting to finally get that influence seep into our movies in a, in a productive way that hits and that we're fucking loving over here. You know? I'll meet your challenge and say no. Interesting. See, because you're, you're I haven't seen too much European, like old school European the, horror the movies. The Italian, the Giallo films, and those films are embedded in kind of gore, slasher. That, that's the whole point to those films, right? Like, so I think. I okay, go- so here's what I'm going to do I'm going to do my research. I'm not going to give a timeline because I'm a very, very busy individual. But at some point in time, it may be 20 years from now, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, I've done my research. And here are the films to validate my argument. Thanks for the heads up, because I'm going to start building my retort now. I'm going to be like walking with canes on fucking... I'm not going to be able to walk anymore. We'll be coming at it with each other. You're going to be like Key after the Flickr episode coming at my grave, being like, yeah. I beat you because you were older <laughs> and you died. And I'm going to come out and be like, here you go, bitch. Here's my retort. Anyway, um... Let's get into us, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, wow. Let's get okay, into this. Yes, film. let's finally get into this. I want to point this out right at the beginning. Okay. One of the things I love about movies. Well, hang on. You never said what you thought about coming out of the theater. I feel like I said a lot Enough. of what you said. Okay. One of the things you like about when I when I so when I came out of uh, so watching this right, the very first thing I noticed is during Get Out, we saw that that film had. Another production company tied to it, Monkey Paw Productions. This is Jordan Peele's production company. No, I don't think he. I don't think it's Monkey Paw. It is produ- on there. Did it? Yep. It's only. It's only. Oh, in, it's, it's in only text. In that's right. That's they it. didn't get their. Yes, that's. They right. didn't get okay. their their cool. animate. What do you call that? Your little animated. O- opening. I call them this, intros. Yeah, like all these production companies that have these animated openings, right? Yep. Like like DreamWorks, right? With the kid that's sitting on the he throws oh, the fishing line. Yep. All of a sudden, or you the pull uni- back. Um, the He's universal sitting. one with the planet coming around, or oh, and they have so Disney many different ones, right? Like I love the classic one where it oh, says, "Oh, yeah, it's like the little airplane going." around yeah dude. yeah 
This is the first time we get Monkey Paw Productions animated opening. Oh, and I love it, dude. It's so cool. We're on a train. Yeah, we're in a, a train, train car. car. Old school type. Like, uh, 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 it's um, raining. Murder on the Orient Express. It's raining. You can hear thunder. You mm-hmm. hear the rain hitting the window. The camera kind of goes down. The, the car pulls over to one of the seats. Right? And as it's, well, as it's going down the aisle, you start hearing this. If you're a Jordan Peele fan, think, very familiar think, noise. Think that, oh, dude, thank you that you said that. Camera pans around, or at least the, the image does. It pans around, and we see the, the, the little booth, right? The two two booths and the little table there. You can see the, the window. It's raining. It's like there's real rain hitting the window. But you see a literal monkey paw mm-hmm. cut off at the wrist, kind of suspended in air. Just kind of stirring tea in a little teacup. Yeah, I had it. from what? What do you mean from what? What is get that? out? Yes, isn't that insane? I, I, I love know, that. dude. I love. It. I didn't realize Cause, it until cause today. The thing I like about this is if he uses that from here on out for the rest of the time, his it company's is. making does. movies, right? He did he did for for no? For, yep. He's embedded in his thing where he began. He's never going to forget. You're never going to forget where he came from and where he began. And the thing I loved about it... film filmography. The thing I loved about it was I just noticed it today. And as I saw that, I remember just thinking to myself, is he hypnotizing us now? He's like, get ready to fall under my spell again because here we go. Interesting. Right? It's a cool way to think about it. Dink, 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 dink. And you see it's Monkey Paw Productions. Boom. Here we go. Us starts with old school television. Obviously, it's 80s. You can tell it's an 80s television set. Oh, man, yes. And if you're already into Stranger Things over the past couple of years, like this is already, you're you're in. You're like, Mm -hmm. yes, I've already had my fill of this kind of nostalgia, these things. Like, yes, give me this. Give Give me me. more 80s. Give Give me more feel, right? Yes. And it's they show something on TV. It's this that's going on. You can see the, the shelving unit. There's... VHS tapes, there's some mm-hmm. books, there's some pictures, there's a little clock thing there. And then all of a sudden the TV goes to Ooh. the the news thing talking yes. about Hands Across America. Let me mm-hmm. ask you something. Before this movie, had you ever known about Hands Across America? Never heard of it. Crazy, of right? It. Yeah. Did that you was know a thing. about it? Yes. Okay. Well, that you was lived a thing. through it, so. Well, I was a kid, but I yeah. do remember it. Uh, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Hands Across America was when they were raising money for whatever the... F- I can't remember what it was. But like the idea was that people from California were going to try to start a chain. And as many people as could would start holding hands all the way across. And it wouldn't stop. It would just keep going until it stopped. So from California to, like they said, the Twin Towers in New York mm. City, this was going to go across America. All these people, whoever happened. showed up and did it... Whoever showed up and did it, like this was going to be a big deal. It was going to raise a lot of money. It was, it was a whole, it was this whole thing, right? So Twin why didn't Towers, you go and do it? Hold on, Twin Towers. How about that? That when you saw that, was it? Did you get this thing of like never forget? No, I'm desensitized enough to it now. It's again, great. again, Dude, what did I tell time, you? Every... What did I tell you the other day? What's the difference between a cow and the tw- twin tower and nine eleven? You don't keep milking a cow after fucking twenty one years, dude. Come on. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, nine eleven was very sad. Hot um, take. Everybody send um, your hate mail to Jim Clark. Please, at please. I would love out it. Out of the shadows. Podcast at gmail dot com. Please. Dot com. Um, dot com. Um, no, I, I mean it's. Dude, every time I see the twin towers, anytime not... I'm always just like, oh, remember those? Because. 
like for kids that see it now, for them it's just this thing that like it must it have existed. been a thing. Who yeah, knows? it's like this girl I'm I'm processing at work. She was born in June, twenty twenty one. I'm like, whoa, you weren't even alive. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty or, or, or two thousand one. You weren't even alive. Oh, she had just been born for nine eleven. Yeah, so you don't even she remember. Knows about it. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Aaron and I were just watching some documentary and it showed the twin tower thing when it happened the yes. 9-11 and for me personally and i don't want to go too deep into it but i remember i remember i was sitting in my living room watching the tv when the second plane hit live on tv like we oh, couldn't believe jesus, it jesus yeah so when i watched that video again i was like holy shit like I remember seeing this, like it brought back memories, See, which is maybe, crazy. And maybe that's the difference because I was I was in fourth grade, so it's, I was it's told to abstract. go home. It's abstract to you. They didn't tell us what was going on. Yeah. They just sent us home. We were told to go home and tell our parents to put on the news. And then when I got home, I saw what was going on, but it, had, it was the aftermath. It wasn't live. Interesting. You know what? In we're going to get deeper into this when we do a side month where we cover horror movies from two thousand one. Right. And specifically those that came immediately after, because I think that might be an interesting kind of topic. 2001, 2002, like how that horror in real life really affected the horror that was made after. Mm -hmm. So we'll get deep then because there's a lot to talk about there. But that's not what us is. My point was saying when I see that anytime I see the Twin Towers, I always think to myself, never forget Almost in a joking way because that became a thing, and like, oh, like God, you said, for the longest like, time, it was man. like, "Come on, man, don't make this this kind of slogan." That's not what it was. Um. Anyway, us. Yes. Right? So right here's away, the thing, I want in this scene. Now that now that we're we're getting into it, and I'm thinking back, I did see this movie in theaters, and I remember I remember vividly because I remember this opening, and I remember it zooming in, and I remember specifically looking at the movies on the side of the TV. That's what I want to talk about right and now before we move forward. When I had seen this, I'd never seen Chud, so I didn't know what that was about. However, okay. I saw Goonies. I love Goonies. I know Goonies real well. So at the end, I was like, oh, that makes so much fucking sense. And the people I was with, I mentioned this to them, and they hadn't caught it and picked up on it. So it was kind of like... I feel fucking cool because I was able to pick up on this, but I, uh, but yeah, the movies on the side of the television reveal reveal basically what this movie's about and what's going to happen if you're paying attention, if you know the movies that are there. So you should feel cool because I didn't realize what movies those were until I watched it this newest time, just for the show. Interesting. Like because I wasn't paying attention, I was watching what was on the screen. Right. Well, so, see, I knew, and that's the thing. I went in when the movie started. I said. I said, oh, wait, this is a movie where you really need to pay attention and look at everything. Sometimes that clicks in my head with certain movies I'm going to see, so I pick up on things like that. Um, so, yeah, the first time I watched it, I was just focusing on the story, what was mm-hmm, happening. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once we got to know Jordan Peele and his style of movies, now yep. I, I knew it was something I needed to pay attention to. So watching this version, or this version, watching it a third time through... Um, I already knew the story, which was amazing, so that you yes. could really pick up on a lot of the nuances throughout the entire fucking film that really tells you, like, holy shit, this is what's going on, right? Like, mm-hmm. Because if you don't understand it until then, it's, it's, well, see, it's beautifully the done. For anybody about to watch this movie who's never seen it before, or for anybody who's watched it only maybe Dude, one time people, through... For, I always want to say this. If people are, are listening to us before they watch a movie, like... 
Are you kidding me? We're well, not going to do it justice. We're just going to ruin it for you. Watch the movie, come back, and listen to us talk through it. Yes, I agree. But hey, who knows? Whatever. If you're listening, hey, just thank you for listening. Um, sure. But this is definitely a movie that you need to see twice, at least. Yes. There's so you much know? happening. So to speak to the opening. Yes. The TV's there. Tells us about Hands Across America. But mm-hmm. yes, you're right. There's some VHS tapes that are literally put there on purpose so that you yes. could see the spines and what movies they are. One mm-hmm. of them being Chud. Yes. A film about creatures living in the sewers that come out of the sewers to attack the humans on the the, the ground level, on the outside, right? Yes. Yep. Then we have a movie called Goonies about kids exploring an, a completely different underworld, a world See? underneath the world we live in, right? There's also a scene, we'll come to it later, but there's the... It's our, our time, time down here. No, it's our time it's, up there now. Yes. Well, yes the, but similar. it's that kind of little little yes. thing. But in the Goonies, that was the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like this idea that there's time for people underground. There's time yep. for people on the surface. So these two movies come into play, which is amazing. But what, what feeds into it, and that's the thing. Like if you pay attention from the opening text that tells you about. Yes, the underground tunnels. There's all kinds of stuff under the ground, underground in America that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, sewer systems that are never used anymore. Subway systems never used. Tunnels, that, uh, mines, but tunnels that people don't even know why they're there. Mm-hmm. But there's built out, literally dug out tunnels mm-hmm. that aren't being used that they can't tell you what that's about. Yeah. So that's how it starts. We get this vision. We also see these movies that, again... Yes. Kind of like Get Out, where you hear the theme music telling you, run, Mm. get away, Mm -hmm. danger kind of a thing. Jordan Peele's like, I'm telling you right now what this movie is about just in the first few fucking minutes of the film. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And and if you you know that... See, here's the thing. You don't know that to the end, but he basically tells you the entire movie right there. Um... But going back to the movies. So the movies are, like we already said, Chud, Chud. The Goonies. Yep. We have uh, Thursday Nights, which is recorded on a VHS. I've never yeah, seen that. I, see, or I heard couldn't of that. make out the handwriting, so I couldn't tell you what it was. What's yeah. that about? I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, and then the other one's The Right the Stuff. The Right and Stuff. And I don't know how to mm-hmm. tie that to this because it does. I mean, there might be something in there that if I knew The Right Stuff better, mm-hmm. I've only seen it once way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, I. I couldn't tell you. There's nothing that I can See, say. I've never that, even, oh, this is what it is. Like Chud, I've it. seen so many times. I was like, "Holy fuck! Look at this! He's got a movie about creatures that come from underground to attack mm-hmm. the surface people. What the fuck?" Um. Oh God! And when you when you see, because like I said, I had never seen Chud before this, so I didn't get that connection. Right? Oh, okay. So now that I know that, and I saw that, there was like, "Oh, that is fucking beautiful." You He's know? awesome, dude. Um. The other two movies that are there is Nightmare on Elm Street. Are they? I believe so. I believe there's and only then, four VHS tapes. No, there's more. And then the other no, one I is know, I, The Man so, with Two Brains. No, I... Are you, is it? Yes. Because, Where are those? Because The Man with Two Brains also ties into this with the concept of duality. So anyway, yes, this opens up. We we learn that this movie takes place in 1986. Well, it we starts get, in 1986. Well, yes, this scene starts in 1986. We get this intro with the credits again with uh, demonic-style music. Um, Here's the thing. With a bunch of rabbits. With Get Out, we heard the... the um, 
the the kind of uh, what was it Swahili or I something like that? It was something some sort of African language uh, where they were singing this song. About what about this one? Out, Did you look leave? it up and see what they were saying? No, I did. I didn't see anything about it. You want to know why? Why? It was gibberish. Was it really intentionally? Really, it was intentionally gibberish because he knew people were going to be looking be like, it up. What is this? What's going on here? Right? That's fucking great. Good Those little you, kids, Jordan what they're Peele. doing, it's all gibberish. Interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. 1986. Mm-hmm. Santa Santa Cruz. Yes. California. Mm-hmm. Santa Cruz. Have you been there? No. Has I and I don't know why has because a they got huge the fucking boardwalk. boardwalk. It's almost like Coney Island. It's like Coney Island, right? It's the Coney Island of the West. It's this. It's it's and people in the West are like, "Fuck you! Are you kidding me? Coney Island? Go fuck yourself!" I've never been to Coney Island. Guess what we're doing next week? <laughs> Guess what we're doing next week before we leave Long Island? And that's why I said it, dude. Oh yes, okay. Um, Santa Cruz mm-hmm. Boardwalk, nineteen eighty six. We see carnival a, rides. Uh, a young girl that well, we see the young girl whose reflect, reflection we saw on the TV screen at the boardwalk at a game with her mother and father. Carnival rides. Yep. Carnival games. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the fair while it was here? No, I didn't. I dude. did, I'm but I went to go see a show. I just walked through it. I didn't but, go hang out. But it's the same feel, yes. right? Yep. So you get this. The Santa Monica appears kind of the same way. I feel Santa like Monica this is a or more, Santa Cruz. No, no, no. That was Santa Cruz Pier, but the Santa Monica Pier is the same uh, way. It's got some games. It's got food there. It's got some rides. I feel like the Santa Cruz one, based on the way it looked here, at least then, was a little bit more carnival-like. Not just here. But. Not just here. There's another very famous movie. Uh, yes. That captures this film. And I got to tell you, I love it because it's referenced in this. We'll get to yes. it. Yes. Uh, yes, you're right. Little black girl, her mom and dad are at the fair. She's mm-hmm. got herself a little uh, uh, candy apple, mm-hmm. and they're walking, and they're like, hey, do you want to play this? And, and her dad's trying to win her a prize at one of the carnival games, ends up getting her a, a thriller T-shirt, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson's thriller T-shirt. Um, they go to check out another game, Whack-A-Mole. Mm-hmm. Mom's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And can you please watch our daughter? And dad's well, like, you missed your reference if you wanted to make it. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, yeah, because they, they, they leave, leave the one game to the other game. As they're and walking, says, they're filming something over by the carousel. You should go see if they, ha- they need extras. 1985, 80, oh, no, 1986, mm-hmm. the film Lost Boys was being filmed at there. the Santa Cruz Pier. It's exactly where that opening scene where it's the, the pier, the carnival, the whole thing. I didn't get the reference, but. dude. Wait till we cover that movie. Oh, it's coming up, dude. <laughs> oh, anyway, yes. So there's a reference to it. Awesome. Now we move on. He goes to play another game. She's got to go to the bathroom. Watch our daughter. He's like, sure, sure, sure. And he gets all engrossed in whack a mole. And there's a th- there's thunderstorm coming. And mm-hmm. a little girl looks out to the beach and is like, "What's going on out there? I want to go see." So mm-hmm. she starts walking off the boardwalk down onto the beach. And while she's there. She also hears this weird little kind of thing calling to her. And when she looks, it's this fun house, right? Yeah. And it's the recording from the fun house just kind of drawing her. There's something that's drawing her to it. So she goes to it, starts to rain. She thinks to herself, I'm assuming I took it this way. Like, let me use that as shelter and see what happens also. Mm, So she runs in there. And it's one of these. It's a, it's a fun house. It's yep. creepy. It's, it's got dark. Mirrors. It, it's, it's got things that pop out. It's scary. Disorienting. Yeah. Yes. Yep. She comes into the hall of mirrors, right? And she's kind of like nervous. She's not sure what to do. Lights go out. 
First yeah. lightning, thunder strikes, and then lights go out. The only thing she sees is the mirrors, but the exit sign mm-hmm. way ahead of her. So she starts running for it and hits mirror. And now we realize, okay, she's like, this is going to be a, a shitty situation. She's trying to get her way through. But then she starts doing this thing where she's whistling the itsy bitsy spider. Mm-hmm. And she's whistle, whistling it. In my mind, I'm thinking maybe she's whistling it because she's smart, dude. Maybe she knows like when I'm whistling, if it hits me faster, I know that's a mirror and it's not open. It doesn't just open up. You know what I mean? I think she was self-soothing. That could be it, too. So she's whistling, and then all of a sudden, there's a return whistle for her. <sighs> yeah, fuck that. Nope, I'm out. Goodbye. I'm going to break through every single window I got to get through, there, or mirror to get out of there, dude. And we see her backing up to one of the mirrors, right, mm-hmm. to this other image of basically it's her, except she turns around, and it doesn't turn around right away. Nope. But when it does, it's still her. Yeah. And there's this weird look on her face. Her eyes get super wide, and then stop, right? Yep, and it cuts to modern day. Modern day. And we see what we have to assume is her, Adelaide, right? She's grown now. She's older. She's with her husband. She's with the kids. They're in a car. They're mm-hmm. on. They're driving to this vacation house. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're there, uh, it's all about just kind of having fun. Yeah. And they go every year. Yep. And the reason we know this is because there's this scene. So there's this scene as they're driving, right? We see... Adelaide grown older. Yep. And you can tell she's thinking about her past because as she's going back, there's these little flashes that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that the family has been here before. This is where they go every year. Uh, and the reason we know that is because at, at some point, there's this point where the, the, the young boy, Jason, and I can't remember the girl's name. Oh, God, I can't either. It's but a, she, it's, it's the a, sister, right? Like there's this moment where he scares her, mm-hmm. right? And he goes and hides in this closet and, and he tries to like, he puts this this little car in the door because it so clo- won't close. Exactly. Because when it closes, he can't open it from the inside. Yeah, yeah. So she goes and kicks it out and traps him in there. He freaks out. Right. And when mom comes up later, she makes this comment of like, didn't this happen last year? Mm-hmm. So we know so that we know this that, happens yes, all the time. Right. Thing. Yep. Um, the whole point is like, we're going to relax, get away. Dad's all about this, right? Like he's mm-hmm. just like, we're doing this. Um, and this is dad's time to relax, dude. Hell yeah, dude. You know what I mean? He wants to hang out with his friends. Yeah. Right. Also, he just bought a boat. Yeah. <laughs> this little boat, it's like this, it's a ridiculous little motorboat that, uh, you know, he says pulls to the left. Also, the engine goes out all the time. <laughs> right. But um, he's in love with it, dude. Right. And because, because, and, and we find out that he, he has this boat because he's trying to keep up with the Joneses, dude. Right. And the Joneses are his white friends yes. who come out here, have a place themselves, and they meet up all the time, right? And, and, and I don't mean it in a condescending way, but a nicer place, a nicer no, car, it really is. nicer boat. It's all yes. like, you know, obviously they're very well to do. Mm-hmm. Um, during this time, though, we're getting little flashes of her experiences from the last time she was out here. Yes. Right? Because when that thing happened and it freaked her out about seeing her her image, the next thing we know is she's driving in a car with her parents. Like, there's a flashback where she's mm-hmm. a little girl again, and she's leaving the, the, the amusement park, mm-hmm. and she's in the back seat. And her mom's yelling at her dad, like, how could you let her just disappear? Like, there's something wrong with her. Look at her. She just won't talk to us. What's wrong with her? What happened to her? And dad's like, oh, come on. Like, she was only gone for a few minutes and she ran off. And where were you then? Like, so if you know, from what I heard, uh, the, the hands across America thing only lasted about 15 minutes. 
What did they say? How long was she gone for? 15 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. So um, so we know that she had some sort of trauma with that vision she saw, that, mm-hmm. that, that other girl that looked like her in the, in the, in the mirror room, right? Yes, yeah, something happened, but we don't know what. We also get a flash later, and I can't remember where it's going to be, so I'm just going to mention it now, where she's, with, she's in a therapist's office, mm-hmm. right? And she's just sitting there, and she's like at a sandbox putting all the... And did you notice? I did, she's putting dude. all the little toy animals in a row, perfectly mm-hmm. lined up. Did you see what the last animal way. to go in was? No, what was it? Rabbit. Stop, I didn't notice that. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hear the parents talking to the therapist, and the therapist is like, you know, she's got she's she's experiencing PTSD. There's yes. some trauma yes. that to her being separated from you, being disoriented, has really affected her to the point where she just doesn't want to talk. But just mm-hmm. be patient, work with her, you'll get her to talk, right? So you can see, and she's sitting there staring at them through this reflection in the mirror and watching that breakdown. So during these flashbacks, we see like this area is traumatic for Adelaide. Yeah. Like for her to come back here is a little too much for her, but her husband's all about like, let's go. We're going to hang out with our friends for the weekend. Here's the thing though. I got a boat now. So I got a couple gripes with this movie, right? Oh, you can't have gripes with the movie. I do though. Okay. Um, so why all of a sudden is it such a big deal for her to be coming back here if she comes every year? Well, because it feels like this year there was more to it. There was more Maybe to it. Maybe she sensed something. Not so much, right? Probably she goes through this every time. Like just these memories came back, right? Mm-hmm. But the anxiety ramps up when her husband says, let's go to the beach this time. And she's just like, mm, okay. wait, what do you mean? We have a beach here. He's like, no, 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 no. Let's go to Santa Cruz. Let's go out there. And she's like, no, why? Like immediately. Mm-hmm. Once he mentions this, that's when she's gone. That's when we see gotcha. a lot more okay. flashbacks, which is very intense for her, right? Like mm-hmm. these, it's coming back. Because that whole flashback where she's at the therapist's office, when she comes back from that, it's already after he mentioned it. She's laying on that couch. Do you remember this? And there's this spider like little yes. little um what is spider it spider like toy toy or or, or like there's... a sculpture on the uh-huh. desk and then a real spider comes out from underneath again reality yes. yes how ama- I, so much in this movie Dude, just becomes so insane much. when you watch this oh can we mention this too when she started going off way back when she was a little girl she wandered off for the mm-hmm. first time and she walked by this weird dude oh yes this homeless dude there. holding a sign jeremiah sign. 11 11 what's yes. it say so you have um, to have that pulled when up. i saw this i went and looked it up because i i'm not familiar with the bible dude here's the thing i grew up in a or i didn't grow up i went to a southern baptist school for about six years okay so i know a lot of bible verses this is one of them so I this know. is a popular bible this is verse this then. is one that it's basically, and this is the early days too. This is not like this is an old te- New Testament where like God's more forgiving and loving. This is when they had a wrathful, vengeful God. Yes. So from the King James Bible, it translates, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. It works. It works for the movie. See, and this is exactly why I say this is this is a perfect example why this is a movie you got to watch twice. Because if you don't know that, you got to go look it up, come back and watch the movie, and see how that plays into this. Dude, yeah. When I saw it the second and even the third time, even more, I saw so many things. I was like, "Holy cow! How did I not notice that?" Because you don't know. You don't know what you're getting into yet. God, what a foreshadow, dude! There is. Oh 
because I want to say what I want to say, but it... So later on, we hear a character mention God. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is the moment where that realization in that character's head comes about. Yeah. I will send upon them something they cannot escape. Yeah. The red people. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we'll come back to the it. The red people. But yes. Back to us. Um. So anyway, her husband wants to go to this beach. She's yep. just like... I don't know, dude. Like, we have a beach here. He's like, nah, this is an inlet. This, this is, is the bay. ocean beach, we wanna, man. We want to go out there, right? And so they do. They go mm-hmm. out to the beach. And they meet his friend and her, his wife. And the kids are out there. And again, these are the kids that they see every once in a while. Because this time around, like, the guy's wife's like, oh, hey. And she's calling to the daughters. So-and-so's here, right? And you see these two blonde girls kind of, like, look over and be like, Oh, yeah. Hey. And then they do their own thing. Yeah. But it's this whole thing of like, really, the only reason these families hang out and do anything is because the dad, the two dads are like really good friends. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But there, like you said, there's also this kind of keeping up with the Joneses thing because they're hanging out and, uh, I don't know his first name, but Wilson. Like so, so uh, the black guy's name's last name's Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. He's telling his friend, he's like, "Yeah, I finally got the boat." Gabe. His name's Gabe. Gabe, I finally got the boat, and he's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Well, do you have this?" And I got to tell you, I'm going to be <laughs> honest right now, dude. Watching this scene today, I was like, "That's Jim." <laughs> like that would be you and me hanging out there, and I'd be like, "Yo, dude, I got a boat," and you'd be like, "Yeah, but did you, did you have this?" Do you have this? You gotta listen. You ah, have to make you sure go. you have this. You have to make sure because that's how you are, right? Like you yep. want to make sure you have it all. I'm a perfectionist by nature. He goes, "You have the flare gun," and Gabe doesn't say anything at first. So he goes, "Ah, see, I didn't think you did." And I don't know why he didn't correct him because he did. He had it. Mm. He uses it later. So why was it? Was he just throwing this dude a bone, making him feel like okay, you can continue to feel superior to me? Like why didn't he say something? Oh, that is weird. I never yeah. even caught that. Yeah, he let it go. Anyway, um, so they're like we see them hanging out, right? We see uh, the two moms hanging out, and mm-hmm. the white lady's talking about like how, like you know, you want a drink, you want to have hangout. Well, first and she's stuff. trying to talk to Adelaide, but Adelaide's not really interested. She goes, "Are you okay?" She's very blunt about it. Yeah, and Adelaide says something to the effect of, "Well, I I have a hard time talking." Yeah, which we come out later, which is yes. crazy. But there's so many little seeds, I know, dude. dude. These little hints and, and, and nods. We get a flash of what's happening with the kids. Mm-hmm. Little Jason's out there building a, a... What's his T-shirt? What's his T-shirt? Jaws. Oh, it is Jaws. It's good stuff. Uh, we also get... So in this, we also get that the uh, his sister, right? I forget mm-hmm. her name, too. She's off to the side listening to her own music. She's not hanging out with the white girls. Yes, or Because her these yeah. two white girls, though, are doing their own thing. They don't want to really hang out with these two Again. kids. They look like twins. Duality, dude. But there's this moment where, like, this one girl keeps trying to do, like, fucking cartwheels, and she fucks up his sandcastle, and mm. he just makes a comment, and she's like, what was that? He goes, I was building tunnels. That's what he said. I didn't hear yeah. what he said. I'm building tunnels. He was creating little tunnels under the sand. Oh, God. Right? Interesting. The girls go to his sister, and you're like, your brother's weird. <laughs> And she's just like, yeah, he's just awkward. He just, you know, he does his thing kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Then he gets up and he's just like, I got to go to the bathroom. And he wants to go off to where like all the, the porta potties are, right? Mm-hmm. And both girls immediately turn around and go, why don't you just go in the ocean? <laughs> he goes to the bathroom, right? On his way to the bathroom. Well, no, let's rewind real quick. Let's do a quick rewind. As they're getting to the beach and, and Adelaide's stressing out, mm, they're driving, right? right? 
they get stopped because there's an ambulance on the side of the road and mm-hmm. they're bringing a dead body out. Yep. And she's just like, kids, look away, right? Don't look, don't look. Cops brush them by and as she goes by, it's a very old looking homeless guy holding the Jeremiah 1111 sign. An old worn out version of it, yes. So fast forward, all the stuff happened at the beach. Boy goes to the bathroom on his way. He sees somebody standing in the middle of the sand, mm-hmm. arms outstretched, hands across America style, right? We get a close-up, and you don't realize what you're seeing at the moment. I mean, you see blood, but you don't mm-hmm. know what you're seeing until later, right? But there's this thing where you get a, a vision of his hand, and it's got the brown fingerless gloves and mm-hmm. blood just dripping off of it. And he's kind of freaked out by it. But then he comes out of the bathroom. While he's coming out of the bathroom... We cut to mom having a conversation with with the white lady. And then all of a sudden she's like, where's Jason? Yeah. She gets her husband's attention. Where is he? Can you see him? They're trying to look. Here's that Jaws feeling, right? Yep. Because it's it's it reminded me of of the one uh, mother whose son gets killed, right? Yeah. And and she's just like, where is he? Where is he? Right? Yeah. Yep. So we see that kind of play out here. Uh, But. She sees her son standing off. He's on his way back. She goes running to him. She's just like, what are you doing? You can't just run off like this. Mm -hmm. So now they're heading back to their place, right? She's feeling a little better, but it's still traumatic. Yes. Let's relax. They're talking for a little bit. Then, um, Because it's not anything out of the norm. Right. He just went to the bathroom. You just overreacted because you're I love this scene, though, because now it's kind of like bringing us down. Even as a viewer, now we're coming down. They're having conversations. The little bo- brother and sister are kind of uh, arguing, and he says some shit like "kiss my anus" or some shit. Dad's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, why are you saying that? He's like, "You know what? Whatever. Let's just not talk right now." Mom yeah. puts some music on. Then we get the song. Yep, I got five on it by the Loonies, and this is this becomes kind of the theme. But in this moment, there's a reprieve. There's mm-hmm. no horror. There's not anything tension. There's not weirdness. No, you're just there's this family kind of like living in a moment, hanging out. Yes. They get home, right? Mm-hmm. They start uh, winding down for the night. Dad wants to get something going on, but mom's mm-hmm. stressing. She's staring out at the window because today was too much for her. Yep. Adelaide wants to go home. Yep. She's just like, no, I can't do this she anymore. She tells him we need to leave. I want to leave. And he's just like, why? And she starts to tell him about when she was a girl. Mm-hmm. She went out with her parents. She ended up wandering off, got lost in this mirror thing. Mm-hmm saw a girl that looked exactly like her and it terrified her so much. And ever since then she's felt like this girl's out there waiting for her. And then today too many things have been lining up. There've been way too many things that have been coincidences that she feels like this girl's coming for her and this is, she needs to leave. And he's like tripping, dude, stop (laughs) lights go out. Boom. Just like in the mirror hall. Lights go out. Mm, mm-hmm. And she's like, no, this isn't good. For him, it's like, oh, shit, some lights are out, right? Yeah. Where's the Sun candles? shows where's up. The, he's creepy. The <laughs> Sun's there. There's a family out in our driveway. Yep. Bro, no. when you, if you ever hear this from somebody. Uh, from a kid, In dude? the dark, everything goes out. It's storming outside. And this little fucker comes in and goes, there's a family standing in our driveway. I'd be like. A family of what, motherfucker? What? <laughs> family of werewolves? He's like, they ain't no family. Dad goes and looks out the window. Is like, no shit. There's a family. So he sees the family. 
Mm. And he tells and his son, he's like, go get me a bat. And, and Jason really goes, cool? what bat? What are you talking about? Daughter goes and runs, and he's like, here it is. So the way we first see this family standing at the top of the silhouette. driveway. Well, silhouette. But they're standing in the exact same order as the sticker family on the back of their car that we get a close-up of uh, uh, earlier in the movie. Hey, didn't notice that. Yes. Oh, see? <laughs> these little Jordan, Jordan feels one of these guys. Details, dude. And I want to talk about that today because when we get into the, his next film, I know there's a lot more, and we'll notice mm. it when we see it, right? But See it again, yep. He's one of these directors. He's yeah. one of these guys is very meticulous and is like, I want people to study my shit like they study The Shining. Yes, dude. Because everyone knew Kubrick was one of these guys that did buried shit. There's nothing in that movie that's not intentional. Like like the chair disappearing from one angle of a scene to the other. You know what I mean? There's reasons Everything's for it. Everything's done for a reason. Jordan Peele's all over it, though. Yes. There's all these little things, right? So there's the family. Mm-hmm. And dad goes out and is like, hey, don't know who you're do- what you're doing, but I need you guys to leave. And they stand there, so he goes back in the house, and he's like, this is weird. Give me a bat, right? Mm-hmm. Son goes and gets him the bat. He comes back out. This is what I love. <laughs> this is what I love. <laughs> because Jordan Peele addresses this, and it's legit. He's talked about this before. There are black men who grew up not in the hood, mm-hmm. right? And they grew up in neighborhoods where, well, when they go outside, they're like, hey, I need you to leave my property, Okay, I need you to leave right now. Mm-hmm. But they also understand that what sounds more intimidating is if you did grow up in the hood. Because when dad comes out the second time, he's like, I don't know if y'all heard me or not. He starts throwing <laughs> y'alls out there, this and that. And he's like kind of like flexing, right? There's even a point where he drops an octave. He's yeah. just like, I need y'all to leave my place, my pro. You know what I mean? Like he drops octaves. Yes. And in 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 my mind, like there's comedy. Oh, yeah. Because it's scary. We're very nervous. We don't know what's in your first viewing of this film. You don't know what's going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. So like this is this is intense, and it doesn't matter like like it doesn't matter what your experiences are. Right when you see confrontation. Of two mm-hmm. humans about to come together, there's always going to be something. There's an anxiety. There's something that rises in you that goes, hold on, hold what's on, hold on, yes, chill, yes, hang yes. on. Let's it's see what happens, right? Builds. Yep. And that's what's happening. He's confronting them. He's confront uh, in in a, in a way where he's trying to be more menacing himself, and we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. And what happens is the female version that looks like Adelaide cocks her head and goes. All of a sudden, these fucking kids just go running off like fucking weirdos, and dad like starts fucking and dad spiders, starts fucking like like going fast down walking the down the driveway, dude. And your boy's like, "Bro, Breck, whoa, 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 back up! No, 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 stop!" And he runs in the house real quick and closes the door, locks it. As soon as he gets it locked, bro, Here to here's the it. thing. Yes, because as, in your moment, you're thinking first time viewing. Okay, now we're gonna get a breath. No, because boom, 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 boom. He's right there at the door, yeah. and we're tense, right? Mm-hmm. We're also hearing rustling around the house, and the daughter runs off. She says her bedroom windows open, and then we start seeing people out the windows. And, and that's shit. what happens, yes. dude. We start seeing everybody trying converging to lock everything down house. in the house, and outside they're all converging on the house, and it's very like anxiety-inducing. Shit's yes, building tense, up, right? Man. Until you're like, what now? 
Well, here's I think the she thing. saw somebody crawling up the fucking tree. Like, well, like yes, because she runs off to the bedroom. She sees that um, Jason, the boy, sees somebody outside oh, with a mask with on. The, dude, but how Dad creepy never is it? Actually, gets the door closed and locked. No, not yet. Because he's fighting with the guy and he's pushing the door. And he, has he the gets bat. the bat taken away from yep. him. Dude, how creepy is that when you see yes, the hand? Dude. He's fighting. The dude's hand comes in and snags the bat and pulls it. You're like, oh, fuck, why no, would you leave man. the bat that close for him to grab? But you know, here's the thing. I'm not thinking like that either if I'm in that situation. I'm like, if it was no, me, I'm thinking I probably like, would have like that after my bat. third viewing. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, bro? Well, yes, first we first know, viewing, dude. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Yeah, um... But yeah, so he gets the bat taken, gets his fucking leg smashed. That's dude. great, too, because he's trying to push the door. He's leaving his leg exposed in that opening. He's trying like to get leverage, push dude, it. yes. And this bat comes down and smacks his kneecap, bro, and oh. he just fucking drops to the ground. And we're done. They're in. Yep. They are in. Whoa, no, 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 no. It was locked. Rewind real quick. Adelaide's alter version, which we find out these are all alter oh, versions, finds yes, the key. Yes, the key. That's and right. And why does she know? Well, she knows the key's there for a reason. We'll get mm-hmm. there later. Pretty quickly here. Um, but yeah, so she unlocks the door, uh, and then he starts trying to get in. Yep, he does. He bashes his fucking foot. Dude comes in, and they just start making their way in. They all Well, do. and here's the thing. When Ma- he comes in, I this love- is our first glimpse of these people that were in the driveway also i want you to pay attention go back and watch it if you didn't notice it again did okay. you watch the whole 380 rotating shot oh no i did yes i caught that how I was beautiful like, oh, mom dude. with the two kids scared yes. death backing up as slow as she could camera panning we see what's happening at the door keep panning come around see what's happening and people shoot the dude it's so- jordan yep. peel i'm telling you right now man just in these first two films already, he's he making a statement. Himself. He's saying, "I'm here to stay. Yes. I'm not. A, I'm not a one flash pony. No, nope. I am here to show you. I have things to say. Yeah, for the horror community, mm-hmm. and I'm all here for it. Oh, me too, dude. Me too. They get in. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is the entire family from the outside comes in they're wearing red jumpsuits and yep. what we see immediately through shadows through things that are happening is that this is an exact replica of the family the inside except they're a little bit more feral yes a lot of snarling a Don't lot really of speak. weird things that nobody speaks Noises. except for adelaide's altar yes her name's red in this film mm-hmm. and they they position them where they're all on the couch and hanging there uh, the 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 doppelganger version of Gabe, Gabe grabs Gabe, fucks his leg up, and pulls him out of the room. Mm-hmm. And during this time, we get uh, some information from Adelaide's altar, Red. Yes. And she, she starts talking story. about shadows, a girl with a shadow, mm-hmm. and how the shadow lived, and how the shadow had to struggle. Anytime the girl did this... It was the opposite for the shadow, right? The girl met Gabe and fell in love, but... The shadow was forced to be with this person Whether she against loved her. him or not. Exactly. Yes. It was time for the first child. It was this way, and this is not what... what, what you know, it wasn't a beautiful yep. girl. It was this evilness. When it came time for the second, this was a C-section. You know what? The girl on the real side had the help of, of medicine, had the help mm-hmm. of doctors, whereas the shadow, the shadow had, had to, to do, do it, it herself. herself. When you start hearing this shit, you're like, what the fuck? Watch it a, a second, third time, knowing the point behind it, you're like, oh my 
God, of course. Of yeah. course you yep. get what you, what's coming, right? And this whole time, there's this like fear on Adelaide's face. She knows like this is fucked up. Don't hurt my family. This Gabe is crazy. Gabe starts saying something, and she's like, Gabe. And she's like trying to be like, no, you do not yeah, open do your this. mouth. Don't do this. This is not something to mess with right now. Red looks at Adelaide, and it's just like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham already took Gabe off. How about your daughter, right? She pulls the, the other version, right? And she looks at her and says, I love the voice, too. Oh, she she really studied for that. Thing. After second and third viewing, now I understood why. Yeah. First time, I was like, fuck's wrong with these people? Like, what's this weird voice? Like, this is yeah, a very weird thing. Cho- this was the choice. Why? But trust me, yep. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Tells that girl to run. Why? Because she's a track star. Mm-hmm. We knew that earlier. There was mention. There was these little... Uh, little nods to it. Side mentions conversations. So she takes off. Yep. And then the doppelganger chases her. And they all have these scissors, these weird gold yeah, these scissors. Gold scissors. Right? We know why they have the scissors later, mm-hmm. but they have the scissors. Then the little boy, right? Like, oh, my son was born this way. He was very involved in fire, right? And this kid's got this mask over his face. And she says to the other one, why don't you guys go play? And they go off, and they go, and as they be, right before they go, Adelaide says to to Jason, she says something like, like what she say, like show him. Why don't you go show him your your closet or something yeah. like that? Show him your secret room or something, whatever something it weird is. like that. Show yeah. him this, right? So they go he off. Gets it. And now we get this interaction between Red and Adelaide, and she's just like, look, Red's just like. Everything I've ever been has always been something that has been something I don't want. It's your fault. We don't know what's happening yet. We just see mm-hmm. this kind of animosity. We get cuts back to Gabe and this cre- this dude. And Gabe's just like, no, dude, leave me alone. Right? He's trying to fight him off. They end up going into the boat mm-hmm. that they had. Gabe went to hide. The, the other dude, Abraham's his name, right? The other version, Abraham gets yeah. on the boat and is looking for Gabe, can't find him, starts the boat up. There's this thing where he just knocks him off well, no, the boat. Doesn't he, no, doesn't Abraham get Gabe and he puts him in a, a trash bag or something like that and puts him on the boat? Ah, think. that's what it that's is. Because that's what happens. That's right. Gabe opens it up. That's right. That's how he gets out, dude. Yes. And then he attacks, <laughs> he attacks Abraham, puts him off. Um, then the boat starts up because it had died <laughs> and, Abe, and, it all, and Gabe goes into the water. And dude. It's all over the place, dude. But there's this fight where he ends up being back on the boat and Abraham, the bad version, mm-hmm. thinks he's good to go. Gabe's there, has his, what is it, a paddle? A fucking oar? Something, yeah. Smacks the shit out of Ga- uh, Abraham's head, knocks him into the water, right? Yep. He gets tied up somehow. We don't know this yet, but he's still there. And that's what's happening here, right? The girl's running for her life. She's trying to run. Mm-hmm. This this doppelganger's chasing her, dude. And all of a sudden, they come to this one area. There's a car. She's hiding behind it. The, the doppelganger jumps on it. All of a sudden, this white dude wa- walks out of his house. It's like, hey, fuck you doing on my car? Get the fuck off my car, right? Doppelganger turns and looks at him. He's like, I'm not playing. Listen, get down here. Because he sees it's a little girl. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, get yeah. the fuck down here, right? Girl takes off. Our, our, 
Wilson girl takes off. Doppelgangers, mm-hmm. like, and I love the shot. No close-ups. We don't get to see what really happens. We see it from such a distance. We see her run into the foreground of the camera shot, right? Mm-hmm. And we're pulled away enough from the car. We see her jump down. We see this white dude approach her. She drops to her knees and just shoves her fucking scissors right up into his crotch dude mm. and then he screams we watch this go down and we see her take off and that's it and in that see, moment we're like holy so this shit. is an important thing to inform the movie as well because she didn't kill him she just stabbed no. him in the crotch yes so they're each one of these people is with their own doppelganger so their doppelgangers are only looking for each one of them you know what I mean they're not going after anybody else but no, them. Just, just get rid of that. Whatever I can do to subdue you and stop you from being in my way, I'm going after this person. Yes. This boy, the boy Jason's in the mm-hmm. closet with the other doppelganger. He's trying to do this little magic trick. He has a little, little flick like, thing. This little yeah, kind of uh, looks like a flare ring thing. That basically, complicated. So for for magicians, lighter. they do this thing where they snap right, and all of a sudden there's a fucking uh, flame in their hand. Mm-hmm. This is what he's using, right? He's gotcha. trying to get it to light. It won't light. And the kid with the the mask is trying to show him, like, let me show you. He's got a lighter. Your boy puts down the mat, his Chewbacca mask, right? Mm-hmm. The the doppelganger already has his mask on. Your boy pulls off his Chewbacca mask. Doppelganger starts to pull his off, and half his face is fucking Burned. Freddy Krueger, dude. Yes, dude. There's another nod to Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. This kind of melted face, this thing that, like, this is the horror that you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Your boy's like, oh, shit. And I don't know if he blew it out or something, but the, the light went out. It's pitch black. He puts it on again, and he 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 kind of uh, surprises the other the the doppelganger, and he runs out of the closet and kicks out the little thing closes and closes it, the door, locks him in there, and he takes off right downstairs. Red's like literally going to kill Adelaide. She's got her where she wants her. She's going to fucking kill her. Because she's got she her, her handcuffed to the table. Yeah. Then she hears the screaming from upstairs, and Adelaide goes, "That's your boy." <laughs> Red's like. <laughs> and then just takes <laughs> off, dude. Takes off looking after it, right? Going to going to free her boy. Adelaide works her way out of the the handcuffs and the, mm-hmm. where she was handcuffed to this coffee table. Uh, her daughter made her way to the the dock. They're making the way to the dock. Here comes Jason. They're all making the way to the dock. There's Dad on the boat. Like, yo, let's get the let's fuck go. on. I got my. D- you made fun of my boat earlier. Look what's saving your Guess ass, bitch. What? You know what he did? He did this. He looked around. As he was I said, pulling up to the I said, dock I said, before I said, he I said, got too close. Bitch. <laughs> I he said, gets, <laughs> bitch. Get on the boat. They take off. Yeah. They go. Yes. This should be in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You faced what you need to face. You beat it. You've moved on. This is the end of the movie. Well, they got away from it. They didn't even beat it. Not even close. Okay, okay, Michael Jackson pun. Not even close. Because next, we they flash. go to the White family's house. Yes. His friend, his friend, the nice house they have, they're hanging out. Your boy is literally sitting on this like recliner in this super fancy, like mo- modern uh, architecture. Postmodernism type of house, I guess is the best way I can explain. A lot it. of glass, a lot of yes. squares, square uh, mm-hmm. uh, architecture. He's listening to his 
<laughs> it's not an Alexa. It's an Ophelia. Yes. But that's what it is, right? Ophelia, play this. See, but there's a reason because Ophelia in a certain language, the name means something. Oh, is it? Yes, but dude, I can't that remember means, what it oh, means, God. dude. So he's hanging there. We see the girls are off doing their thing. Mom comes out and is like, I want you to go to, oh, hey, I heard some noises outside. I need you to go check that out. He's down there. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm legit hanging out. This is my time to relax. I'm having a drink. I'm listening to my music. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. She's like, no, I need you to check it. It's, I'm scared. He goes, oh, stop it. <laughs> and he goes, Ophelia, play the Beach Boys. What she play? Wouldn't it be nice? What is it? Wouldn't it? No, it's not. It's no. what is it? Oh God! Oh, I don't remember what song it is now, dude. <sighs> dude. Regardless, it plays a Beach Boys song, which is again very beachy feeling, very happy. And I love horror movies that take music, put it to soundtracks and backgrounds to things you don't really want to see. Good They're vibrations. Good vibrations. Good. 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 Good, good. vibrations. You do good out there. They're hanging out. I don't want to go look at that. All of a sudden, from behind her, on the balcony, above him, mm. her daughter comes out yep. wearing a red jumpsuit. Yep. Stringy hair. She's looking a little cracked out because it's not her daughter. We already know about doppelgangers by now. Yep. She holds up the scissors and fucking jams it into her mom's neck and now starts the carnage, dude. All of a sudden, yeah, there's another dude. version of him that comes and attacks him. The daughters are attacking the daughters like it's fucking carnage in the house. My favorite part, though, is it's horrible to say, but it's it's awesome because when the mom gets fucked up, right, she's laying there and she sees her husband dying. She looks up at the doppelganger. It's her husband mm-hmm. and she's trying to talk and she says something like stop or whatever. And all of a sudden, Ophelia stops playing the music and then she realizes Ophelia is listening. She goes, mm-hmm. Ophelia, call police and it goes playing fuck the police by nwa (laughs) (laughs) fuck the police but again here's your comedy yes you know comedy but then horror the shit we're watching because he just she just reaches underneath her and fucking slices the throat throat, dude. dude it's brutal and this music's playing and you just can't help but laugh while this is happening that's why i'm saying dude comedy and horror go so hand in hand and he plays them together so well dude yeah now the black family the wilson's show up Show up. they're like we need our help we know these people we'll see if they're here to help us and they're not no nope. what they see is a bunch of dead bodies everywhere and let's talk about the reveal of the twins bodies dude do it <sighs> what a shout out to the shining my man right Oh, it's beautiful. Nothing on this it's movie is by beautiful. accident. Beautiful. Nothing no. is by accident. Jordan Peele legit gives nods, winks, elbow nudges, complete homages to horror throughout mm-hmm. this entire fucking film. Established horror. Yes. The, the history well, of horror. his inspiration, things he likes, you know yes. what I mean? Where he pulls his inspiration Yes. From, which is fucking wild because one of the people in this movie is Jack Nicholson's son, and he tells them to play the role they're playing like Lloyd, the bartender. What? Yes, dude. Let we'll me get, see. We'll get there in tidbits. In tidbits. Gotcha. From here, we watch this family realize that our white friends are all dead, and not just dead, 
there are doppelgangers of them that want to kill us. Oh, yeah. Dude. And so then there's all these different things happening. This right? is where everything you start piecing everything. We watch the two kids run off and they fight off the twins. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl like kills one of them. The other one, they knock over the railing. Yeah. Assuming they're dead. Mom fights with mom, ends up killing her. Dad is fighting with dad all the way out to his boat where we see he does have a flare gun. He ends up using it not to not to any kind of end because he tried to and it just drops. And this dude's just like, oh, yeah, let me kill you now. And in that moment, it was like, you still didn't get a good enough flare gun, did you, motherfucker? Right? Like this dude is looking at you like you're yeah. still below him because you didn't get anything that would stop him. The flare gun him, didn't right? stop him, yep. He ends up killing him anyway. It's yeah. it's 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 a pulled back scene. We don't see anything much happening, but we do see a fight go down, mm-hmm. and we un- we understand that the dad wins because he's still alive and the other guy isn't. Right? Yes. Um, all of this goes down. They all tried to to leave again. They're getting in the car to leave. Before they do, though, there's a fight with mom in the house because one of the daughters is still alive. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's this mm-hmm. big fight between them, and she ends up killing her. Jason comes in to see this happen. And this is what I was talking to you about earlier. When when Adelaide kills her, she's fucking killing her in such a vicious way that like when like when she's doing it, she's like she's this very kind of animalistic feral thing. Mm-hmm. And Jason looks at her like, you're not my mom. In this moment, there's this weird yes, thing. This he gives weird... her this look. And I don't even know if maybe that registers Con- in his head, but it he, comes he's... back later. Yes, it does. But he he's. Looking at it like, like Whoa. I don't know you. Who is this? Yeah. Right? Um, they all get back out to the car. The daughter's like, I'm going to drive. Dad's like, go fuck yourself. You're not driving. Mom's like, get out. She's like, no, no, no. Both you guys get in the car. And then I love this because <laughs> this is the youth. This is what the youth would say. I should be in charge because this is my kill count. <laughs> like they're fucking playing fucking Fortnite or, or some or shit, Call of bro. Duty, dude. Okay, because I killed this many people, I should call the shots. And then they start arguing. Kids like, oh no, I killed that person, so that's not part of your count. And dad's like, oh yeah, I also killed this person. Mom's like, yeah, you thought you killed daughter, but I killed her anyway. Like, what the hell's happening right now? Shut up and get in the car and go. Comedy. Yes. This is where Jordan Peele goes. Let me tell you how desensitized the youth is to literally taking another person's life. Mm-hmm. That they look at it like a video game, like it's a kill count. Yep. Again, commentary on what's happening in modern day. Go back, watch it again, and then look mm-hmm. it through that lens, dude. You're going to be like, wow, what the fuck? Well, yeah, dude, there's a lot that I picked up on. How can you pull away watches. from humanity? How can you pull away from a point where you're literally taking a life you don't know that they're weird, crazy, whatever. You don't know anything. All you know is they're attacking. You have to fight and kill. But now you did. You took a life. Mm-hmm. Like, and in your mind, it's like, rack that up. That's kill count. Very desensitized in a very quick amount of time, dude. Awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome in terms of the way he comments on that. In no, this no, film. no, no, no. It's just awesome in general. Yeah, fucking get that kill <laughs> count up, son. Anyway, as they're getting ready to drive, they see somebody standing down the road, mm-hmm. right? Red jumpsuit. Uh oh, who's this? She turns around. It's the daughter's doppelganger. Yeah, because she didn't outrun her. That bitch chased her right back down to this place. Mm-hmm. Hit the gas. Well, first, Dad's like, you know what? I need you to back up. We're gonna do a little three point turn. We're gonna do this. Like Dad's just like, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna back up. Your girl's like, fuck you, Dad. I've played Twisted Metal. We're doing this shit. <laughs> oh Boom. my god, I yes. love that game. Throw it back, dude. They need to bring it back. Hit the gas. 
hit whatever you need to. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They're supposed to be making a movie. Because in her mind, she's desensitized. Yes, this I'm going to rack my kill count being. up. In her but, mind, this is evil. This is not a human being. It looks like see, her. Because, yeah, so because it can't that's be a real because person. Because it's like she's looking at herself. But it's not a real person. No, it's a in bizarre thing to be like. It's a right. bizarre concept it's to have It's abstract. So she'll kill it mind. with no yes. problem. And she does. She fucking hits the girl. Mm-hmm. And at first they're like, did they? No, first they're like, oh, is she dead? No, because she hang on. She's on the roof. I love that scene too. He pulls back the shade on their sunroof. All of a sudden she shows up and (laughs) there's this whole back and forth, but she does. She ends up fucking flinging her into the trees and breaking her body in half. Yeah. Right. And then there's this scene where Adelaide's character gets out of the car and goes to look at this girl and watches her die slowly. Now, if you already know what's coming up at the end of this movie and you know the whole point to this film, this this scene is very poignant. Yes. She's staring this girl in the eye knowing she's dying and knowing where she came from and knowing who she was and knowing that she had zero well, she also- choice that this girl this because later she says, "I'm a human being." Like, "I'm a human." Knowing that this girl had zero control over where this brought her to at this point. And now she's um, dying. But she didn't watched she also her try die. to comfort her as she was dying too? She tried, but this girl kept so, reaching out at her all animalistic, so she kept kind of backing off. But and it's also kind of like her. this sympathetic thing that she, as one of them, has learned. I just ruined it if anybody hasn't oh, seen I, it. People have um, seen this if they're listening to us this far. Indeed. The sympathy that she has towards this, this young girl who is That's what, what she is. That's what I'm saying. She um, knows. It's very important. That she's learned. Because, again, these things don't have this sympathy. But because she's taken on this human life, she's learned that. Right. And she understands it's, that they oh, don't God, have the that control. Is nature versus nurture. She knows they yep. don't have that control, right? Mm-hmm. That comes out later. So now that happened. Cool. Movie's done, right? No. Nope. Everybody's good? No. They left. They beat They beat dad. They beat the neighbors. They beat the daughter. Everybody's good. Nope. It's daytime. It's about daytime. Sun's see, coming up. Like, I like right now in this movie, you're, you're like two-thirds of the way through the movie, and the movie switches to daytime. I love that. Because how many horror movies just take place at night? And this one is so prevalent during the day that it's out in society during the day all over the place i love it dude that's what's horrific dude is when things happen in, in the, the middle, middle of the, of the day, day in front of people and we've seen that in, in real, life. real life horror right yes. like i flash back immediately to the tops thing here yes like that's a yep. horrific thing daylight like people literally there are people who were bringing their groceries to their car that were pulling into that parking lot to park when all of this went down in daylight so it's horrific when these yes. things happen in daylight. And when they pull back into that parking lot to get their car and it's on fire, it's sitting there on fire in front of them. There's this moment of like, okay, we're not done. What's happening now, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see the boy. Yeah, well, because they turn down the street, right? And the car is on fire out there. And then they yeah. see the boy. It's the parking lot of the beach where they were. Oh, it's they the left parking their, lot. Yeah, they oh, left okay. their car there. So that's where they're at. And they're like, he, he's like, wait, they left their car at the beach. Yes. Well, I don't know, but it's at the, it's literally at the parking lot. It's in the parking lot of the beach. That's where I, it's at. I was under the impression that What's Red and the lot? kid took the car there because it's their car. I don't anyway. know how they got there, but it's the parking lot. Yes, and it's, it's their legit car in a parking lot. And they're they can't understand what they're seeing, why it's on fire. And then Jason makes this comment about 
the boy, the other boy. Mm-hmm. And then you see the other boy show up. He pops up. He's standing there. He starts snapping his fingers, right? And and there's this little flashback way back at the beginning when they first heard I got five on it on their way to the beach. And mom turns around and looks at Jason and is like, hey, get on beat. Do this, right? And she's snapping with him to get him on beat. And you see him nodding his head and he's getting it. But so she's not on beat. In that, but in, no, she is. She's on the off beat. She's on, she's on time. She's keeping time. She's on the off beat. Now that we know what's happening, we know that the Jason doppelganger was experiencing that. So now he's mm-hmm. standing there and doing this offbeat, right? She gets out of the car. Adelaide starts approaching him, and he just keeps doing it. We see the car on fire. Mm-hmm. And then you have to remember, Red, the doppelganger of Adelaide, said he's, lo- he's in love with fire. Mm-hmm. This kid's in love with fire. We also saw his face was burned. Something's going on. And then immediately Jason knows. Yep. This is a trap. Yeah, get out of the car. Everybody get the fuck out of the car. And they do. They run out. He stands off to the side all of a sudden because this is a smart kid. This is a little kid that thinks, okay, if this is all happening, if he's a mirror image of me, what happens if I do something intentionally? Will it make him move? And it does. Mm-hmm. He stands up, puts his arms out. All of a sudden, the kid does too, right? Mm-hmm. Pluto's the name of the oh, other version. Oh, that's what it was, yes. Jason starts walking backwards. Pluto starts walking backwards towards the flames, the car. Mm-hmm. He gets enveloped in flames. Adelaide's like, no, like don't do this. Why? We don't know yet because there's that tide. Exactly. She knows like don't like this is fucked up that my son is literally making you do this. I love my son, but like I also understand where like where you are. You have no control. Yes. And in that moment, nobody else sees it, but Red's there and she snags Jason and takes off. Yep. And Adelaide turns around. Family's good. Everybody's okay. All right. Movie should be over, right? Nope. Where's Jason? Mm-hmm. Adelaide knows where to go. Yep. Why? I mean, we don't know. In the movie, you're just fucking feeling it. You're in. You're in yeah. for the ride. But watching it the second, third time through, you're like, of course she knows where to go. And we watch her go into the Hall of Mirrors, the little fun house, the Hall of Mirrors. She goes directly to a door that in one of the mirrors that you can pop open where the, at the bottom of it is this painting of a little white rabbit. Mm-hmm. And when you open that door, what popped out? A white rabbit. A real white rabbit came jumping out. Mm-hmm. And she goes into it, goes down a hallway, starts making her way through a boiler room. Mm-hmm. Another nod to Friday the 13th. Or <laughs> I'm kidding. Nightmare on Elm Street. And See, do you get the connection to Friday the 13th in this as well? Mm-mm. Jason. <laughs> Just the name. Um, <laughs> but she gets through there. There's an escalator that goes down, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're like, what is this? No, think of it. Jason, the boy with the mask who doesn't speak. And then you say, what is it? Well, the boy speaks. What is this? This escalator, right? Mm-hmm. It's also done up like it's very you nice. Can tell. Yes, it was. It's 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 constructed. It's not like, it's, like it's out of the shining, out of the overlook, dude. Bro, it looks like a a, a pristine subway, yes, old classy. school subway, right? And then your mind flashes back to that first text that talks about all of these places the under America that we don't know about. Some of them that like, there's no explanation for. 
She goes down. She's searching, right? And she finds Adelaide. She finds Adelaide in this room where there's all these... Or Red, sorry. She finds Red, and there's this room where there's all these cages, which at the beginning of the movie, we saw full of rabbits. Yep. Now they're all empty. Mm -hmm. And we've seen rabbits just fucking running all over the place. So somebody's let them all out. Adelaide's down there, yep. And Red starts to continue to talk about their history, about the shadow, about the dancing and all this stuff. And we can just keep watching that these two are connected, right? Like when Adelaide was dancing mm-hmm. and doing her thing, Red was doing it in the underworld. But the thing was, it was something so different in this underworld that it inspired these people, right? Mm-hmm. And that this underworld was a government thing. That there was this these people. What these people actually are are clones that are tethered to the soul of the people on the on the surface. Right. What they what the government couldn't figure out though was to give these people their own soul. Right. They figured well, they out that this was, ended up happening. Well, well, what they were trying to do is use these people to control the people up on the surface. Right. You know. So they were they were trying to do that, but they couldn't figure out. They couldn't get it right. So they just abandoned the entire program and just left these people basically down there. We're not going to get too deep into this right now, but I want to plant this in your 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 brain. Okay. How much do you know about the 60s, 70s, 80s, the government, the medicine field when they would do all these that you would get all these different shots as a baby, they would take your blood samples and there was this thing where all these ba- every baby born between these certain dates had blood samples pulled from them that are kept on file that the government has all of it. Like all of it's it. Bizarre dude. There's an X files episode that talks hardcore about that. There's a lot of, of people that talk about that. They remember when they were little being this going through this and mm. this movie helps kind of play into that mythos. This idea that the government was trying to do what they could to have some sort of control over the population, right? Well, because when you control did, the population, mm-hmm. then you can control whether or not there's an overthrow of the government. Yeah. Well, and, and everything they did with the LSD and um, MK Ultra, dude. There's a lot, me, dude. dude. There's a lot we can get into, me. and that's like a whole subgenre <laughs> of podcast that you and I can talk about. But uh, but this plays into it, right? Mm-hmm. So she talks about how the government created this thing. And they used all of these underground tunnels, these rooms, these basically these entire cities. These the, that are big enough, right? Yes. And while she's talking about this, we're watching how she's walking through as a little girl, walking mm-hmm. through the the carnival and walking through the boardwalk, and you're seeing all these people interact on the on the surface. And then there's these flashes of what it's like underground, and it's kind of zombie-ish. These people are a little bit more. I don't know, like, 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 because well, we feral. see her mom and dad, right? And and the one that always sticks out to me the most is the moment where they get the, the Thriller T-shirt, and how the doppelganger underground is acting in that moment. Just it's very creepy, and he's like tucked behind it with his teeth showing, and he hands yeah. it to her when she takes it. Then he just all of a sudden turns and starts walking away. Yeah, and I love, very, I love how they showed other things. Like you would show the people on the on the uh, roller coaster, and then people in that hallway just acting like they're yeah, on the roller coaster. Dude. People who were acting like they were on the 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 tilt like, world tilt world and they were just fucking just walking in circles in that room. Uh, it's a lot of yeah, shit. So dude. we're watching this thing. She's explaining like there's this reality of what's happening on the surface. Everyone has a doppelganger underneath. Mm-hmm. However, because of our connection, because of what happened that day, 
I was able to act a certain way that people looked at me and realized I was different. I could lead them out of this. Mm -hmm. And then she began this whole thing with her life. It became more of a thing of like not just being a doppelganger, but letting all of them know that we could go out and experience that world, not just be this Well, here's the thing. At this point in the explanation of what's going on, we know that... Let, let's explain what happened in the, in, the, in the mirror house that day, right? Yeah. So that day when Adelaide was in there and she turned around and saw that girl there that was it her was actually a girl. Image, it wasn't a, a it reflection. Was, it was a girl. It was the her doppelganger, right? It was Red, yeah. So Red, the original kind Red, of attacks her, chokes her, yeah, um, knocks her out, takes her down, and, well, and this leaves comes her down a little there. bit later towards the end. But during this time, while the explanation happens. Like we start to see it as it plays out, but you're right. Oh, you're right. It, it's we okay. don't see that to the very it's okay. end. It's okay. We'll talk about um, that. She that's but this yeah, is so what she happens. drags her down or leaves her there and then goes back up to the surface yes. and goes to the parents. And that's why this little girl couldn't speak. That's yep. why she didn't know how to speak. Yep. That's why um Adelaide is the only one of these dop or Red is the only one of these doppelgangers who can actually talk. Because she's the actual girl. Mm-hmm. And the doppelganger was the one who brought her back to the underworld so she could stay on the surface. Yes, they swapped. There was this weird thing. Nobody knows why. It isn't explained, but there's something that happened between these two girls because when she talks to her husband about it in her flashback at the beginning of the film, she talks about how she wandered away from her parents. She doesn't know why. She just felt drawn to do so. So right? I'm wondering if it's and like that's one of those red. things where it's traumatic. And when you think about it, it's red saying, I don't know why I was drawn to do this. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. we did see as a viewer was Adelaide being drawn to do this. There was no reason. She stood there watching her dad play whack-a-mole. Then all of a sudden, she kind of turned to the beach and started walking. Mm-hmm. And it was just this kind of unexpected explain thing and that's one of the things i love about horror sometimes too is you don't have to have an explanation for every single moment yeah like this is something that's unexplained but it's something that happened but that is what happens right Mm -hmm. so we find out this whole thing there's a battle between adelaide uh, and that's the thing her voice is like that for two reasons because she never had anybody to talk to down there but she but was because choked because her throat was damaged. Yeah, her throat was damaged. Exactly. And it's not like there was a doctor down there to treat it. Nope. So she grew up with that weird rasp. So now we find out the real Adelaide is the one from the underground, the one in the red jumpsuit. We find out Red is the one that's we've been following this whole time as our heroine, as our main protagonist in the film, right? Mm-hmm. And then we see this fight between them. And we see oh, and I love how they fight. cut from dance these dance moves to like fight scenes and blah 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 mm-hmm. and then she ends up so adelaide who who was red ends up killing red who was adelaide puts the thing right through her and kills her right yes everybody's good she ends up leaving mm-hmm. she goes she finds her son she grabs her son she brings him out they're all Meets in the car up with the dad and the sister they're finally going home it's the end of the movie and there's this scene with Adelaide, who used to be red, but it's Adelaide now, driving, looking at her son. And her son is looking at her like, Giving her I know. Eye. You know why? He heard it. He heard the whole thing. He heard everything that was being said when he was being trapped in there. Because he was down there. Yep. yep. He heard it. 
So he knows that, she that the, the woman who is his mother is somebody from the underworld and is not his true, not a true person from the surface. Well, she's his real mother, but it's it, it's it's. But a now he knows it's not who it's it. not yes. who he thinks. Right, his mom is not who his mom was. Who he thought his, his mom was. Yes, and there's this amazing thing where they're driving, music's playing. She looks at him, and she realizes like he's been through a lot, right? And she smiles at him. She doesn't realize that he knows, click in her head. but yeah. he does know, and he's got this look, and he pulls the mask on his face. Why? Because he's hiding. It's time for me to hide. Yep. I can't deal with this right now. How and does that's he your deal movie. with that? That's fucking us, bro. Because not all, because, because yeah, there's she no, there's no them, bow tie. she saved him. There's no bow tie. There's nothing like, oh, this is a happy ending. Everybody's good. Why? Because the entire world, what we see when they go to the surface mm-hmm. is like, the, we, all the, these the people from the underworld have been killing people. We see people dead in their cars. There's news reports about people being attacked by people that look like them wearing mm-hmm. red jumpsuits. Like, it's happened. There's this overtaking of this underworld, the tethered people who are trying to kill those on the surface so that they can experience it now, right? But here's the other thing. You're left with this sense of, well, what's going to happen from here? Because you see, once these uh, these tethered people kill their, their real body, I love they go that and last they get shot. in line. So what's, what are they going to do now? What comes next? I love that hands across where you see them all lined up, and then they go into the water where it's like head first, yeah, but then dude. it comes back out of the ground and then into the ocean where they just disappear. So you know it just keeps going, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what a great shot. But yeah, that's the dude. idea. It just kind of ends that way, and there's no bow tie. There's no, no happy ending, right? No. Where, where With Get Out, we have a resolution. We have the guys... Uh, Take we off had in the car at the end. Chris the made it right. His yep. friend came and got him, and they made it out. And even if they have some fucked up shit in their lives in the future, mentally, they made it here. Yes, we here it's... we're in a world now where the underworld is is overtaking everything. This little boy has to accept the fact that like this is the world we're going into. So we're talking about us as a supernatural movie, yeah. Versus Get Out, where it's a real world movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the things that happen in real world, I mean, obviously you have to bend your your uh, your reality. Well, you can say possible. the same with us. Um. Well, look into your history on how the United States government. Well, made yes sure and no to, to a degree because what's the thing that pulled her to the beach to go in that in the mirror house? You know what I mean? There's some the, sort of supernatural. Right? There's something. There's something there. Yes. And maybe maybe you can say that it is in the real world. I don't know, but crazy though, isn't it? It is crazy. It also makes you wonder if that was the real world, like her birth coming from her mom in the real world. What was it like for the underworld mom? Like, where did that come? Like, what was that? Right. Well, it's like, well, it's like when when Red was saying about the when she was giving birth. Yeah. That the mom got a C-section and she had all the doctors and the medicines. She but underneath, she had to do it herself. So what was so Red, who used to be Adelaide, had a regular birth. Adelaide, who used to be red, what was her experience? Like, what was yeah. her mother's experience? Mm-hmm. This movie is so fucked. Because so then again, you, if you take it from there, then you can think about when the little boy got burned in the underworld. How was that taken care of? There's no doctors. There's nobody looking after it. Right. It could have himself. been a thing that he kept playing with fire all the time, trying to get his thing, and, and it didn't work out so well, whereas in the bottom it did. Like, who knows? But it's crazy, right? When you mm-hmm. think about it, there's so much that this movie makes you think about, makes you delve into. Then oh, there's commentary, know, like social commentary, like like po- 
political commentary. There's so much commentary in this movie. Commentary on the self, on the other, on, on... Easter eggs. There's Easter eggs yes, throughout this dude. entire fucking movie. This movie is so dense. It's dense, dude. And this is his second outing. I know, This is dude. what Jordan Peele says. If you thought this was a fluke, let me tell you what kind of stories I want to tell. Because this is where he makes his stamp, right? Get Out is, I want to tell these kinds of stories. And then it became a thing. And it was like, okay, let's pay attention to him. So he's like, okay, pay, people are paying attention. This, These are the stories I want to tell. Yeah. It's this kind of horror. It's these kinds of things I want you to think about. It's these themes. And then, dude, I said it to you when we saw Nope. But fuck me. The cinematographers, he works for his I films. I know, man. I know. I know. So many shots in this. I'm just looking at this like this is beautiful. This is masterwork right here. On your second outing, this is the framing you're using. This is the lighting. This is the direction. Bro, the second that girl sees her doppelganger at the open of the film and her eyes get mm. wide and then cut immediately, it's imprinted. As yes, soon as it dude. cuts away, it burns itself into your brain like this. It's like when you stare at the sun for 10 seconds and then close your Christ. eyes and you see the little dot in the dark. You know what dude, I mean? Loved it. Mm-hmm. Master. Master. And that's why I knew like, okay, I'm paying attention now. Anytime he's going to put something out, I'm looking for it. So this movie doesn't hit as high on my list as it does. For you. No, really? I'm kidding. No, it oh. does. It's fucking phenomenal, dude. I remember, like you said, seeing this, and I'm like, all right, dude, he's what's next? I'm I'm game. Take my money, take all my money now for all the movie tickets I'm gonna have to buy to see your movies. I'll yeah. just give it to you it now. It blows you away. Yeah. You know? And um, then But again, like I said, at the time when I saw this, I'm glad it's Jordan Peele because he's starting to come with this emergence of these other horror directors who are kind of taking things in a different direction. Right, so people pay attention now. They're not yes. just kind of writing it off as this, oh, there's this thing happening, but we're still watching slashers. We're still watching teen films. We're still doing this, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah. at a time when people are saying, watch these, pay attention to these, right? Tidbits, what you got? Tidbits. There's so much, right? Like, Oh, my God, about, we talked about a lot. Of, oh, excuse me. The VHS <laughs> stuff, dude. A lot of them, yeah, dude. Did you notice the amount of black flag T-shirts in this film? Well, there's, so, that's that's a specific reason. That comes back to the eleven eleven. And not just that. There's a beautiful thing about Jordan Peele in that he recognizes that music, not only soundtrack wise, visually can invest people into films. They really yes, do. Yes. Yes. When we get into Nope, we're going to talk about all the different band T-shirts that are in mm. that film. There are fucking a shit ton of band t-shirts on purpose. There are reasons for it. And in this film, I noticed at the very beginning of the film, when dad's going to play Mm whack-a-mole, right? He's like, I'm going to do it. And that dude's like, oh, whack-a-mole. Yeah, you're the kind of guy. You remember that dude that's selling it? He's wearing a Black Flag t-shirt. Black Flag is a punk band from back in the day. Lead singer was Henry Rollins. Okay. Later on, the daughters... The twin daughters are yep. there, and one girl's wearing a black flag T-shirt. Mm-hmm. There's reasons that he does these things, and I love it. I love that he just he does those. Again, there's 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 underlying things, but there's also this idea that 
you don't have to just hear it, right? Because we hear the Beach Boys and we're like, I'm invested. I know this song. So this scene, I can indulge myself. Yes. Fuck the police. If you're a fan of that that or or the genre, you hear that, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's used in a comedic sense. It's still horrific. Like the way it's used, it it, it, it drives it in, right? Michael Jackson's Thriller. We see that t-shirt. And for people who, like me, mm-hmm. who hold that, at a Dear. certain level, right? To their heart. I saw the debut of that video. Mm. I remember it like it was yesterday. I could tell you exactly where I was, how I watched it, my thinking of it. I remember it. Yeah. As young as I was, that's the impact it had. When this movie shows up and she gets this shirt and I see that image, I'm like, oh, but I here's remember the thing. this. I okay. want it. I'm, I'm invested, though. Do you see it? Just now, through that. Here's the thing, though. The Black Flag t-shirt. Why does he use that in this movie? You tell me. Because from what I read, their symbol is three, four lines. Which is 11-11. Why does he use the Thriller shirt in this movie? Because the ending of the, of the music video is the... Well, the ending of the music video where it freezes and it's him laughing with his eyes slightly changing is the same way this movie ends. With the mom... And the sun. Why? I'm telling did you, not dude. See that. There is so much buried in this fucking movie. But that do it's you see what I'm saying? Where he uses music, not auditory. Well, music, visually, he visually, uses it yes. to get you invested. Well, yes, that too. Yes, but then there's, there's the undertone reasons why he uses them as a symbolism point. And if you know it, you know it. If you don't, then it's lost on you. It's awesome. You know, I gotta watch this again for the fourth time now. I know, God dude. Damn it, so much. Uh, what do you got for tidbits? What do you have that I did not bring up or I couldn't remember to say? Uh, that that was basically it. All right, cool. So uh, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I did just want to mention. I already mentioned it earlier, but Winston Duke, our Gabe, was born in in Tobago, Africa. Yep. But grew up and graduated from high school in Rochester, New York, right down hey. the street from us. And then he went to college right at UB. Street. Which is literally my alma mater. Yes, yeah. Um, Yeah, Rochester's a little longer than down the street, but UB's closer. Uh, But also, dude, he's from from Black Panther. So, anybody who's seen Black Panther, this is the dude that was part of the African tribe that confronted uh, T'Challa the first time. He was their biggest warrior, right? And he ends up supporting them later and being a part of the whole thing. And I remember seeing this in the film and thinking to myself, who is this guy? He looks like Jordan Peele. Is he related? And mm. then I was like, oh, this guy from Black Panther. <laughs> That's who he is. Yeah, uh, dude. Yeah, very cool. Um, but yeah, dude. Oh, my God. S- like, this is your this is your sophomore attempt, right? This Ooh, is you yeah, coming. Dude. Y- like, your freshman year, you blew people out of the water. Yeah. People came in and were like, who's this kid? Who the fuck is this who kid? Who is this kid, right? Your second year, you got to still keep that imprint. You got to still keep See, that fucking it's difficult, rep. dude. For anybody who, who works in media, like your big first breakthrough project like that. People are going to scrutinize so, now. Well, it's well, not even that, but it's so... Your, your second project is even more important than your first. Right, because people are going to scrutinize. And mm-hmm. this, is, this legit is your make or break. So you had something that had the, the, the luck of taking off. This is now your make or break because people are paying attention. Nobody really knew what was happening here, and it just took people by storm. All right, let's see if you're for real, right? Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele said, here you go, bitches. (laughs) This is what I'm doing, right? And then... uh, But see, no, here's the other thing. Blumhouse didn't produce this movie. No. Um, But Jason Blum did. Right. From what I understand, I don't think Blumhouse 
wanted to produce it, but um, Universal approached Jason Blum and he just produced it as himself under his name. I don't know what. Interesting. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know what the situation was, but yeah, um, Blumhouse did not produce this one, even though J- Jason Blum did produce it. He still killed it, dude. On his oh, second no, time know. out, he know, kills dude. it. And then here's the thing, right? You always think like the second one is where people are like, okay, now we're going to watch, right? But when you produce on your second one, it feels like now no matter what, everybody's well, going to watch everything else, right? Not, no, no, no. When you, oh, when his, you bring it. When oh, you bring I see it, what you're saying. Right? I see what you're saying. Like yeah, you yeah, show yeah, up yeah. and you knock another yeah, yeah, home yeah, yeah. run. You hit another home run on your mm-hmm. second time at bat. It starts to feel like people are going to start going, okay, like this is our home run guy. Like anytime he comes to bat, it's, it's it, has, to be, it has to be a home run, right? Like we're in the bottom of the ninth. We're tied. We're two outs. We're going to our designated hitter because we know both times he's come to the plate, he's hit a home run. So mm-hmm. on his third time up, you want to see a home run. And that's what we're talking about next week. Yep. We're checking out his third installment. We're checking out Nope. Is it going to be a home run? We've talked a little bit about how we feel here and there. Mm-hmm. However, we do have to see it a, se- a second time. And in this time of seeing it, we're going to analyze more. We've seen it before. We know what to expect the same way you did with this film. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to analyze more. So which means when we come to this this discussion next time, we really are going to come pretty prepared. We're already going to come with a critique because I'm going in like really trying to look at this film a second time through. Good. Knowing how I feel after seeing it the first time, I'm going to Vegas and putting some money down on Jordan Peele. But let's see how I feel. Let's see how I feel after After seeing it a second time. time and actually breaking it down, critiquing it, analyzing it and watching it with an eye that says, I'm not just coming as a fan now. Now I'm going to come and see, are you really bringing it? Or are you getting lazy? Are you throwing things away? If when I go back and I watch Nope a second time, um, and I don't see a VHS copy of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen Nope, and if I don't see like... E.T.? Yes, then I automatically hate the movie. (laughs) We'll see, right? Anyway, so there you go. That's our thoughts on us. We've got Nope coming next week. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Again, this is a very long episode, but we had a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, this but is, you know this what? Is really I, it's a, a good long movie. episode, but I feel like it was, it was, it's not like it was fluff. It's not like it's not entertaining content. So I didn't lose my way. I mean, we did yeah. rewinds, but I didn't lose my way. No, I think this was a pretty myself. solid, and there was a lot of exciting conversation here. I think this was a good one. There you go. So Never, uh, Don't bring yourself... Like Neil Young said, don't let it bring you down. Quoting the king. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Before then, make sure to head over to social. Hit Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Look for OOTS Pod or Out of the Shadows Podcast. Follow us. Make sure to rate us on all the fucking streaming softwares there are. Uh, Let us know what you're thinking on the shows. Send us some emails at Out of the Shadows Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, Yeah. This is the end of the the episode. What do you got to say before we're out? Um... What do I have to say? What do I have to say? Um, think before you act. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember, keep your eye on the shadows. <laughs>